beyond labels, titles, and roles exists the true you. And living from the inside out helps you peel past those layers to reveal who you actually are at your core. How do I know? I've been purposefully pursuing this path for several years, awakening to the knowledge that you're not the thoughts you think, you're separate from them. My name is Bridget Blythe-Briere, and I spent a long time being an imposter in my own life, including 15 years clinging to a career I thought I had to. In fact, I believe that a lot of us are hiding behind what we think we're supposed to do and who we think we're supposed to be. And that's why I created this podcast. As I really get to know the true me, I'm sharing it with you, intending for these episodes to provide you with guideposts to pursue your own path to do the same. I call it being socially responsible, taking accountability for thoughts, actions, and reactions to help yourself get out of your own way, create a deeper connection to yourself and the world around you, and to show up as who you're truly meant to be. Let's go. Holy smokes, friends. A focused effort on easing up, per the call to action in episode 25, afforded me a few wins last week that had me feeling so good, and I hope you're having the same kind of results. It was really peaceful internally to maintain control over thoughts and reactions while truly accepting most of the many road bumps that pop up every day. I had even posted on Instagram stories about how I got all dressed up and ready to go with our family to a friend's birthday celebration, only to wind up staying home because one of the kids was acting out in a way that like, it was just not going to be good to bring him anywhere. And instead of letting my mind run off with a story about like, why is this kid having this behavior again? And why am I the one who gets stuck staying home? Or any of those narratives that the ego tries to help out with, but just makes things worse. I slid each thought away as though it was happening on an iPad and I was choosing shows on Netflix, but there was nothing worth watching. This strategy allowed me to stay completely present with the actual situation. A little kid who was overtired, overstimulated, highly agitated, and unable to regulate his own emotions. Not one time did I yell at him about anything. You know, sometimes you get in those situations, or at least I do, and I just yell, not even at anyone. It's just like, ah, you know, not at all. Nor did I allow my mind to take anything that he was saying or doing personally. Because I realized that a lot of the times when I get super worked up about stuff, it's because I'm getting sucked into this line of thinking about how personal the situation is to me. Whatever it is, maybe it's a wild driver on the highway or someone that you know isn't checking out at a speed that I deem to be appropriate at the grocery store or my own kid having a meltdown. When I would see that thought pop in about how this is happening to me and it's personal to me, I changed it. Not this is happening to me or why is this happening to me? Just this is happening because it was, it was happening. It's not happening to me. It wasn't happening about me. It was just happening. And that tiny adjustment made a huge difference. Altering the thought in that little way altered the chemistry in my body. No joke. Observe your own self when you start to get worked up and notice exactly the quote unquote symptoms that arise in your body. And when you are able to override the thoughts that coincide with those feelings, oh, it's magic. So like 
instead of feeling overcome with internal panic and heart pounding and ready for a fight with a tiger, which is usually how I feel inside my body when my kid is so upset that he's trying to hit and he's kicking and throwing things. I released all the stories about me and it made an incredible difference. Getting a win like that, because it totally feels like a victory when you actually alter an autopilot pattern, can have a beautiful ripple effect. And we're gonna talk more about that in a moment. So for the most part, we're all probably familiar with the ripple effect of negative thinking and reactions. We've talked about this in a previous episode, like the sort of thing that can start from the moment you wake up. Maybe you grab your phone right away and you open an email or you go on social media and you see something that just sets you off or it leads to a pit in your stomach. And from there, everything else is perceived with an edge and you're attaching a story about how nothing goes right for you and everyone's a jerk and you label it as having one of those days. And just by doing that, you do have one of those days. And your ego is so happy because it can help you look for all the wrongs and all the offenses. And your brain is very busy with all of that. And I mean, just saying it out loud, I guess that's more of a tidal wave than a ripple effect. Because of course, our brains, they're primitively hardwired to seek the bad more than the good. They glom, the thought. our brains glom onto bad things and bad thoughts more than the good because that was needed for survival. And that's why when we have our little wins, it might not feel as big as we want it to, but just I'm figuring out myself, acknowledging these small achievements is so important for creating that ripple effect as we build new habits and make these changes. You know, after successfully navigating that situation with my son that I told you about, it felt really strange. Like I didn't, like I felt good, but it was also like just off because there hadn't been the typical release that I'm used to of this big energy through yelling or crying on my end. And so then the ego starts piping in with thoughts about, you know, what can I find that's wrong with this situation? Oh, well, sure. You had a a little victory at home with your output your own outbursts and and your child, but you're missing this party and you're missing the fun and you're so left out. And I could see it unfolding. And again, I swiped it away like it was Netflix on the iPad. And then I committed in that space to having a good attitude when my husband and my daughter got home. I was like, I'm not going to act rudely or resentfully, which is a standard move towards my husband when my ego feels hurt. So he got home. I didn't mutter any comments under my breath. I didn't give any lines about poor me. And I had also committed to easing up on the usual internal narrative that I hold about being rushed and not having enough time because I still had packing and organizing to do for my daughter's dance competition, which was out of state the next morning. And you know, at first when we decided that I was going to stay home with the child having the meltdown, I was like, in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, that'll, that'll be great. I'll just, I'll be here and I'll get done what I need to get done, which of course didn't happen because, you know, he, he needed my, my attention and my ability to hold space for him while he was working through his emotions. And so I didn't get to it. And the autopilot habitual piece of me wanted to rant and rave and stomp around about not having gotten to it 
and still having to do all that work. But I, I was in this space, right? This is the ripple effect. And so I was like, I'm just going to breathe deeper and I'm going to work through the discomfort of not behaving in the usual way. And guess what? Everything that had to get done did. It just happened far more calmly. And so my one win not only had the ripple effect on my own reactions to other things, it affected the energy of everyone in the house. As you might be able to guess, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while and you're familiar with the format of the show, the call to action this week is to create your own ripple effect. How can you elevate your energy such that you're adjusting thoughts, actions, and reactions where you work or live? Maybe it's as simple as not making that comment that you always make when you notice someone has left socks in the middle of the floor for the 9,000th time. And then take it a step further. Can you figure out what the story is that you've attached to the socks or whatever it is that has you making that comment in the first place, having that reaction in the first place? Can you start to see how you've personalized the socks on the floor or whatever the situation is? Maybe it's that person leaves those there because they don't respect me or those socks are there because whoever left them thinks I'm worthless or I don't have time for this. Then maybe, just maybe, you can also start to see that although socks on the floor is a reality, your stories about it are just that, stories that support some other hurt or belief about yourself. Can you let that go? I dare you to do it and then declare victory and then tell someone and then find the next little thing and do the same. Be your own ripple effect. And notice the energetic elevation it provides all around you, not just inside you. I really want to hear from you. So find me on Instagram at socially responsible, just like the name of the podcast. And please, in gratitude for liking what you hear, take a moment to leave a review, subscribe, and share. Socially responsible, living from the inside out.